0: Ready, Nick? Let's do
1: it. All right, everybody, talk about it outdoors live in the Wilson studio. Nick, Alex, and Cody are ready to kick it up and kick it loud. Man, we got a fun one for y'all tonight. One of the biggest influencers in the industry. She's a hammer. She can drop it. And she can definitely talk about it. That's why she's here tonight, and we're ready to get this thing underway. Y'all, pull up a chair and sit a while. You know, I've never seen her dance, Nick. So I didn't know if she could pop lock and drop it. I thought I better. I thought I'd better leave that one alone. But uh, our good old buddy Levi Wilson up at Wilson's Wildlife Artistry kind of set this thing up for us and kind of set it in motion and I tell you what I've been fun it's been fun and exciting to to watch her along the way and get to see what she does in a different in a different way than what we kind of generally consider the traditional way of uh I guess doing things
0: yeah but I do I think we do deserve an apology though I think she did come by the booth up there at Nashville and I think she had her head high And just kept on walking cold by. Cold shoulder. Did she? Um, yeah, did she I mean, give y'all yeah. the
1: cold shoulder? It must yes. have been,
0: she must have been looking for Levi. That's yeah, it Maybe was. we were so. busy. Maybe we were busy. We'll blame that. I guess she can blame that on us, but.
1: Well, without further ado, uh, I want to, you know, welcome tonight to talk about it outdoors, Miss Nina Rogers with Nina Outdoors. Welcome to the show.
2: Hi, thank you. And I, I guess I'll apologize for passing <laughs> up your proof, but NWTF this year was so confusing. There was so much going on and I felt like I was being pulled every direction, so.
1: Probably had an entourage with you, too, didn't you?
0: She did. I
2: did. I don't did. feel bad.
0: Don't feel bad. Michael Waddell high-hatted us, too. So, don't
2: feel oh. bad. No, he didn't. Y'all talk to Waddell. <laughs> no, I got yeah. a
0: picture.
3: Listen,
2: oh. if you wanted to talk to me, you could have reached out to me, and I would have high my way over to your booth. Oh, it's called goodness. communication.
1: There you go. Hey, open line of communication, yeah, right. Nick. We got to understand that. Well, I guess for us, it, it started with a conversation back when we had Levi on that you were – you were different and that you were something pretty special out there. Levi, he spoke highly of you and what you were able to do in the outdoors. And not only as a, as a positive influence, but as someone that could really get it done in the woods, whether it was deer, turkeys, fishing, bow fishing, whatever out there is going on. And the, the mainstream focus of today's world is the social media aspect. And you've found a way to harness it and make it a, a positive way for everything that you've done. So, Congratulations on that first and foremost, but why don't you take us back, you know, a little bit? We always like to get the backstory on where you came from and, you know, are you from Arkansas or, or, or Tennessee or where, where are you from?
2: So, unfortunately, I was born in North New Jersey and my daddy got smart and got me the heck out of there when I was eight years old. Yep. Uh, so he was Army and he was actually born there and met my mom up there. She's uh, She's Portuguese from Lisbon, Portugal. Daddy's wow. German and Irish. And uh, once he retired from the Army, he got me the heck out of there, and it's the best decision he could have ever made. Um, I moved to Tennessee when I was eight years old in 2004. And then I lived there until I was 18, and then I went to college in Colorado. And now I'm living in Alabama, and I'm moving to New Mexico in August. So I'm all over the place.
1: What made you leave Alabama for New Mexico? <laughs> <laughs> that's, kind of a, that's kind of a strange jump.
2: Yeah, I, was, I didn't choose it, but I was told to. Uh work took me there, so that's where I'm headed.
1: Are you yep. uh you know, are you thinking back now to when you first got your start in, in the uh, in the outdoors and, and kind of paint that picture for us?
2: Yeah, so um man, my daddy was a big avid outdoorsman. Whatever whatever was outdoors, he was doing it. So hunting, fishing, shooting. Uh he had I mean, I didn't even know until recently, probably 2018, that my daddy had bow fished before and he had his own bow fishing ring. He fly fished like just everything. So I, my daddy's my best friend in the whole entire world. And he would go hunting all the time, even on my birthday. My birthday is April 25th. And I remember being a little girl. So I was in New Jersey, probably prior to eight years old. And uh, I had my birthday party on my birthday. Well, dad wasn't going to be there the whole morning. And he's gonna see me later in the day for my birthday. And I couldn't understand it. Well, it was turkey season. He was going turkey hunting. He told me, <laughs> he told me that he was gonna go to the turkey woods and he was gonna get me a birthday bird. So that's what my daddy did. He went out, he shot him a bird, he came back. And he mounted a full body mount that we've called to this day Nina's birthday bird because he shot it on my birthday.
1: That's that's great. Well, I don't know if you've ever listened to the show, but I am I am a huge turkey hunter myself. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) it is
2: it is.
1: (laughs) No, I absolutely hate turkey hunting. No, we don't. Turkey hunters right here. Um, And it's funny to that's kind of the depiction of what we've painted the show as and what our future is going to be is Nick kind of teaching me how to turkey hunt because I, I I just don't know how to do it. And so is turkey hunting your first love?
2: Oh, no. So uh, that was what, what started to get me into hunting because dad would just come home and bring all these animals. And I was just little and he'd show me like how to field dress them and all that stuff. And he goes, one day he goes, Nina, you want to see something gross? And I was like, yeah. So he like opened up the freaking gizzard and all that stuff with the, turkey and all these rocks come out and everything and it smelled so bad so from that day forward i knew to never do that <laughs> he did the same thing with the gut of a deer um but the easiest thing for him to teach me when i moved to, to uh, tennessee at nine years old because he had to be older in new jersey to hunt as a kid so i finally got to start hunting at nine years old um, dad had got me a 243 i started out with a little bb gun when i was five a 22 long rifle. When I was six, when I was eight, I got a 243. When I was nine, uh, we had already gone to the range, found my maximum effective range, and Daddy took me deer hunting. So I mean, we hunted all day for for two days straight in the cold. It was actually snowing in Tennessee, oddly enough. I remember this. And uh, in January on the youth hunt. I didn't see a deer all day. I fell asleep in the woods. I learned all that stuff. Dad, Dad was so cold and miserable. I took all of his clothes and I put them on. He had a sleeping bag. And he goes, why don't you get in that sleeping bag? I was like, no, daddy, I don't want to. I won't be able to move and shoot a deer. So I wouldn't. I fell asleep. There were obviously deer tracks on the way when I woke up. It was so funny. And then uh, the next day, I hunted again all day. And at last shooting light, I saw this. The small animal going down this hill it happened to be a red fox, and and they were in season. So uh, my first harvest ever was a red fox at seventy eight yards. It was coming down the way, and I go, "What's that, Daddy?" He goes, "That's a red fox." And as a kid, I was just like, "Can I shoot it?" And he, goes, yeah, it's in <laughs> he goes, "Yeah, it's in season." So I'm following it. I'm ready, following it with my rifle, my two forty three, obviously for deer. <laughs> And uh, I go, Daddy, I can't shoot it. It won't stop. So, all of a sudden, my dad makes a sound. He goes, meh, meh. And he literally stops, turns his head, looks at me. And as soon as he stopped, I smoked him. And I go, did I hit him? And he goes, you smoked him, baby. And I wanted to get him immediately.
1: So, no more red fox. That, that's, that is awesome. So, take us back. You know, you, you killed a fox. And that's a good start. When did you kill your first turkey?
2: I killed my first turkey. So my dad had never taken me turkey hunting. I'm a self-taught turkey hunter. He taught me rifle deer hunting. So we would, we would rifle deer hunt for years. And uh, pretty sure I was probably 12 or 13 when I finally got to shoot my first doe at 133 yards in Tennessee. And uh, I mean, daddy could only take me once a year. He's got four, I've got four siblings. So five kids, I got a sister and three brothers, so it was hard for him to always spend all his time with me. So we'd go once a year, maybe twice a year, hunting. I'd gone for years; I'd not seen a deer, nothing after shooting that fox. Um, But I finally, I finally got my first deer at at about twelve or thirteen years old, and uh, that that was amazing. I was already hooked from thought, like getting that fox, but after getting a deer and being able to harvest that, and then. Field dress it and butcher it with my daddy. We did everything ourselves. That was the coolest thing. So then years come by. I mean, I was little, very, very little, probably about nine, 10 years old. And my dad got me my first little pot call. And he had this beautiful old yeller call that they don't even make anymore that had this old raspy hen sound coming out of it. It's my favorite call, but haven't been able to find it anywhere. Uh, but he taught me how to do little, the little ovals on the pot call and how to purr and all that stuff. So I'd practiced turkey calling for years without ever going. And finally uh in about in 2018, 2018 was when I first went turkey hunting. And I put someone on their first bird. I called them a bird. That's and I awesome. put them on their first bird. I didn't even get to kill the bird. I just sat there and I started calling and it worked and they came in. I was like, what the heck? My dad taught me this stuff and it actually works. So I called in a bird for this guy and he he shot it. It was awesome. I called in several birds for people before I finally was able to pull the trigger on one. And finally, when I, uh, so I went to turkey hunting in Colorado, but I was bow hunting. Uh, now it's just a lot harder to do. So uh, I went with, I went, <laughs> had taken this guy hunting and he had never hunted before, but he's into archery and this, that, and the other thing. He spooked those two freaking Miriams. <laughs> and I was so mad. I've broken up with people for less. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. don't be <laughs> My turkeys old. You get I out mean, of here. 2019,
2: 2019, I moved to Alabama and uh, I actually I turkey hunted all day Saturday and then Sunday. Uh, I turkey hunted again, and I just, you know, it was raining. I just wanted to go check this field. I actually used my mouth, my natural calling, to call this bird in, and I shot my first ever turkey. It was an Alabama bird and it was stud, inch and a half hooks. <laughs>
1: wow! <Dang. laughs> so you gonna you gonna give us a sample of that? How you called it <laughs> in? <a dead? laughs>
3: That's better than Nick. That's impressive. (laughs) That is good. good. I don't know. Is that good? Yeah. Yeah, that's natural Natural voice.
0: Yeah, that's good. You need to start doing TikToks on me. When when did you start the Nina Outdoors page, and when did you get into that social media stuff?
2: Or Um, what influenced
0: you to do that? I should ask first.
2: So the first time I shot a buck with my dad, it was a coal buck on this property. All it would ever get was three long points two on one side and one on the other and it would just get super tall every year so when we were hunting this was probably yeah this was 2018 as well um no this is 2017 this is 2017 and daddy and I were hunting I'd never shot a buck so I never saw anything that was old enough that I wanted to take so it was always does and finally we saw this buck we wanted off off the property for our management shot him and, you know, you got to take a bite out of the deer heart for your first bucks. So I did. I posted a video of it and Barstow Outdoors and Old Row Outdoors posted me. And that's when I started getting followers like crazy because they're like, this girl's crazy. Dude, <laughs> you just took a bite out of a deer heart.
0: You ever done so, that? Um, no, no. I got the, I got the blood rubbed on me but i ain't eat the raw deer heart no they, they lied to you yeah, somebody, somebody
2: was lying dad, to you my dad told me not to do it my daddy told me not to do it i was just like probably afraid you're
1: gonna get salmonella <laughs> or something
0: i don't know if that's what it's you're actually that. it's actually probably fine because you can't eat that stuff raw you know it's just like a like, it's just like mm-hmm. beef really i guess
2: it tasted like a rare steak honestly i ain't even gonna lie
0: i wouldn't do it just because i don't eat that rare meat i don't i don't like i don't like that heart texture that irony texture like liver Mm -hmm. (laughs) I ain't a fan of that at all so that's when it really kicked off for you and you're like (laughs) I got a place in the outdoors here for this
2: um I don't even think I really realized it at that point I just I people just started following me I just I was like wow that's kind of cool people think that they like my page they like my content that's nice and so like as years have gone by I don't think it really hit me until until I graduated college and I moved to Alabama and You know, you don't have a lot of time to do things when you're playing. I played lacrosse in college, so I was playing sports. I was doing work and I was doing college. I did not have that time to go hunt all the time and fish all the time like I do now. So now I, I work a Monday through Friday and on the weekends, every single weekend, I'm finding something to do outdoors. So I started taking more content and posting it and more people just kept following me and there was a more bigger influx and people love to see that stuff and i think that's when i started realizing that maybe i had a place in the outdoors was 2019
0: do you think you think i knew me
2: before i was big at all
0: do you think it's uh poor poor boy (laughs) (laughs) what do you think the gross been like over like do you think you get censored in any way with social media
2: absolutely absolutely i think the more following that I had, the more that I've been censored because I mean, I have such a big reach now with my TikTok having I think it's like 325,000 followers, and my Instagram's like 85,000 followers now. Anything that's they and they'll, they'll censor hashtags too, so anything that has to do with hunting, um, 2 a like any kind of firearms, anything that you hashtag, you got to be very selective because they. Will go out of the way to not show people your content.
1: Do you that, feel that's
2: big tech?
1: Yeah. So, do you feel like that with the social media and the way it's evolving and changing, that somebody somewhere is eventually going to come out with one that drives just to hunting or just to the outdoors?
2: I think so. I think somebody's going to come out with it. I think there's a, already an app called you do Outdoors, it's a Y U D U and uh, their hashtags like what do you do and it's it doesn't censor your hunting or fishing stuff but it doesn't have it's a newer app probably a a few years uh, but it doesn't have like the reels or the amenities that TikTok has or the type of posting I think you could just post a picture maybe a video and then do hashtags so I feel like someday somebody's gonna figure out a way to make an entertaining app that Won't be censored in those ways. You'll be able to post firearms, hunting, fishing, bow fishing, because they're selective too. Like TikTok bans my page while I was at NWTF after I I hadn't posted for a week or two. Yeah, Um, because they're they're really selective about what hunting videos they they leave and what which ones they don't. So sometimes they'll allow firearms or pieces of firearms. You see a choke of of one of my shotguns at the end of the video, and they'll keep it or whatever, and some they just get rid of, but they don't really tell you which ones they're going to do until they're gone.
1: I, you know, it's it's funny. I don't know that I would want to be on just a hunting app. I mean, or or it's hard for me to think that I, I like to watch the funny videos, you know, the guys at the construction site that are busting on each other's butts, right. or, you know, I, I think it's it would be very hard to drive just a hunting app. I mean, and that's just me. I love the outdoors in every way but I don't want to watch deer hunting 24 seven. I want to watch somebody get hit in the face with a shovel every (laughs) once in a while. I mean, that's just the fun of it. Yeah.
2: I do. I, I, I agree with that. I think that there will be soul hunting and fishing outdoorsman apps, but I think that's like eventually big tech's not going to run the show and there's going to be like a conservative app where they're not censoring everything that comes through so that you could see any type of content on it.
0: I'm going to go out on a limb and say you're you're pretty much a fireball from just what I can see here. How do you respond to the negativity on social media?
2: Well, <laughs> so honestly, if somebody has the audacity to be disrespectful, say a gross comment, um, she'll call me. them out. <laughs> yes, she'll she call does. them out. I was going <laughs> to say she calls them out. <laughs> I put it on my story for everybody to see. The type. Do you of person have it?
0: Do you have something you're talking about? <laughs> there, I mean, it just there's been happened. some bad comments that I've read on her story. Really? You know, people commenting some no, no no foul language, but do you have something that you're talking about?
2: Um, there was one in particular where this kid thought that uh, he'd get a wild hair on his chest and uh, DM me something very um, inappropriate. <laughs> uh. <laughs> About just me and him yeah. and the birds and the bees. Oh so,
1: great she way to post, put it. She posted <laughs> it on her story.
0: Yeah. <laughs> great way to put it. I posted
2: I posted what he said uh, on my story and I tagged him in it. And then all of a sudden he started backtracking and um, uh, asking begging me to take it down and this, that, and the other thing. I was like, listen. If it isn't the consequences of your own actions coming to bite you in the butt, I'm not taking it down. These are like, people need to know the type of person you are. And if you have the audacity to disrespect somebody like that, you need to check yourself. You obviously were not raised right. So if somebody says something really Pump you your brakes. <laughs>
1: Pump your <laughs> brakes. There yeah. you go. That's what if you look into join Nina's page and send her anything derogatory, she will call you out. Just just go ahead and be known. It's gonna happen. She will put you on blast. I guess you yeah.
0: haven't heard from that guy. <laughs>
2: no. <laughs> and I can only imagine the was.
0: Do you get much of that stuff? Or is that just kind of and a one-off? Like,
2: there's, there's a lot of stuff. I get a lot of the like marry me or, or, pick sure. me or take yeah. me hunting. But the worst ones that I get honestly are from the um, you know, the the PETA lovers. Okay. Oh, really? That hate hunting. Telling me that uh they like wish that I would die instead of the animals. They hope that I'm wow. hunted. They call me a murderer. And Honestly, one person messaged or commented on my page the other day on one picture of me bow fishing carp that are invasive uh, and said that he wished he wish that I got hunted instead. It is not, I'm so pretty, but then I kill these animals. I'm a murderer, this, that, and the other thing. And uh, I told him, he goes, Why do you kill these animals? I go, I really like. I asked him. I go. I really hope you're a vegetarian. If you're saying any of this, uh, but I do eat. I do eat what I kill, unless it's, um, you know, I don't. I don't eat the carp. I'm I about to
3: ask how that carp, yeah, how's that carp? <laughs> I don't.
2: I don't eat the carp, but I do. I do eat what I kill. He was. He was mentioning like different animals and this, that, and the other thing. It's just like I'll eat my turkey. I'll eat my deer. All this stuff. Ducks. I love. I love me some duck jerky. Um, however. I had to go and explain everything to him and then he goes good point I'm not a vegetarian but maybe I should start and I was just like okay dude you're yeah. telling me that the the animals have a fair chance at living like it's fair chase they if everything has to go perfect for me to harvest an animal they still have a chance versus these these cattle and chickens that are literally raised to die to get slaughtered for us and you're telling me that i can't hunt because it's inhumane when i'm making ethical shots and i'm making sure everything goes right i don't know i get that a lot a lot a lot
0: do you find that there's no end to that like like it's just you just constantly keep going back and forth with somebody about that and you feel like you never get to the end of it
2: yeah you can't fix stupid you know like (laughs) Honestly. What's they on have that, their opinion.
0: What's on that hat you got there? Is that a turkey? This,
2: yes, it is. So this is actually called the uh, foot on the head. Yep. And this guy is he's got his foot on the turkey's head and he's holding his hat up, praying to God, like thanking the Lord that he got to harvest his bird.
0: We met those we met those guys at Nashville.
2: They're awesome. They're actually here in Alabama.
0: Yeah. That's what he said. I bought a couple of calls from him and his uh I believe his son. Called in his first competition up there, so yeah, they're real nice people. They are actually know, making fun of us from so walk- cool. Yeah, they were walking. They were yeah. walking around making fun of us because we got lost and then they got lost. You can <laughs> get lost easy in that place.
2: Yeah, I met Micah there too, and he he was sitting there doing his little mouth calls and yelps. He's got a good raspy sound to it. It's so yeah. cool.
0: Yeah, He's so incredible. What's on your? What's on? Your, well, let me back up real quick because I want to ask about Levi real quick. We've talked about him. <laughs> you guys went on a turkey hunt last year out in Nebraska, correct? and you actually, yep, we you actually sacrificed a, your tag, or, or what was that? How did that work?
2: So, okay, so we went to Florida, and then we went to Nebraska and Kansas. Kansas is where uh, I sacrificed my single-season slam for my best friend.
0: That's right, that's right. Props, yep, so. to, props wow. to you. <laughs> yeah,
3: I can tell you who would well, not do that for me.
2: <laughs> man, it was right there. It really was, but uh, so – the year prior, his daddy had shot a bearded hen eastern in Tennessee, and he had been talking nonstop about that. How he'd always wanted to kill a bearded hen. That's the coolest dang thing that he's ever seen. I took him to Florida, put him on his first Osceola ever that he literally wanted to hunt for about twenty years, like his whole life. And uh, then we went to Nebraska, and uh, he's lacking a he's lacking a Miriam now. But then we went to Kansas and because we didn't get him a Miriam in Nebraska, I was just like, you know what? We'll get our single season slam at the same time too. I, I said that after I let him shoot this bird. But so <laughs> we're sitting there in Kansas and all of a sudden I see a bird at the edge of this field coming towards us. I go, Levi, Hey, there's a bird. And he goes, goes, hang on. He pulls up his spinos and he goes, he looks, at, he looks at the bird. He slowly moves his binos down, and he's got big eyes. I go, what? What is it? He goes, it's a bearded hen. And I was like, no way. You're just messing with me. That ain't no bearded hen. He goes, look, it is a bearded hen. And so I look at it. I'm watching it. I'm just like. I mean, yeah, it's a hen. It turned, he goes, wait for it to turn sideways. It turns sideways. This sucker's got a six inch beard on it. And I was like, what in tarnation? <laughs> we got a bearded hen Rio, coming towards us. So uh, I was just like, well, well, dang, Levi, you want to shoot it? He goes, if you won't, I will. <laughs> and I was just like, well, I know that you've wanted to kill a bearded hen like forever after your daddy did it. So. You should you should shoot this bird. So we literally, I handed him my TriStar Viper G2 20 gauge with the red doll in it. It's it's a nice one, and uh, he handed me his camera, and we just switched roles. Like I was the videographer now. I was like, how do you work this dang thing? <laughs> <laughs> because you just point and shoot, it just like this gun. So we waited for it to come in. It got to about 70 yards, and he wasn't comfortable with it, with it uh with the shot. I guess with my 20 gauge. Although with that Jeb's choke and that TSS probably would have knocked it. <laughs> plug, <laughs> plug, plug, plug. <laughs> I'm serious. I shot a bird at 65 yards with that sucker last year. But anyway, it comes and it goes away. And all of a sudden, uh, we hear it yelping again. So Levi and I start calling together. He's got his diaphragm. I got a little slate call. And... uh He and I are calling back and forth, and then she's coming in with fighting prayers, like ready to mess up our our lonely hen decoy. She gets to about eight yards, and he smokes her. He told me, he goes, is she too close to shoot? I don't want (laughs) to mess it up. I was like, no, dude, just do it. it. He smoked it. I was so excited for him, but I I was really glad that I let him take that. I know that, you know, you get what you deserve. I'm a, I'm a big believer in God. Like, I follow that. So, you know, I figured doing that, good deed for him. Like, I'll get mine in, in the future at some point. But it or was it. so cool. I was just happy to watch the bird fall on the ground. Or you can break
1: it. his legs. I mean, you, you <laughs> just next time, just knock him out of the way.
0: That's a great story because a lot of people wouldn't do that. I mean... Just a second. Sacrif- I know
2: I could have a- finished my single season slam <laughs> right there, but it's okay. I'll I'll try this year.
1: But why why did you do that? I mean, and I I think that paints a good picture of of friendship.
2: Levi is my best friend. He's like a big brother to me, and he takes care of me, so I took care of him.
0: There you go. Where are you guys going this year for
2: Uh, for the Rio.
0: Well, for the, are you going to go try to do it?
2: Yeah, so I got Florida, then I have it on my whiteboard over there, so the next, every every weekend through April is blocked off, and then May, I've got a couple weekends open just in case I don't make good on something. So I'm going to Florida, then Alabama hunt here, then I'm going to Nebraska for my marine, uh, for archery season. Uh, and then I'm going to Georgia, and then Illinois. I got a tag for Illinois because I have to add all my states for my U.S. Slam. And then I've got my birthday week in the 23rd of April. I think I want to go to the Black Hills. Uh, and then I've got Texas, and then I've got the next three weekends of Mayor Open, and I'm going to Pennsylvania that last weekend. And somewhere in there, I'm going to Kansas again. I just got to figure out what dates. <sighs> I'm a weekend Black, warrior. I know.
0: Black Hills. Tell her about the Black Hills. Yeah,
2: Nick. Oh please. It's
0: tough. It's real tough. I heard. It's real tough. There's not. There's not. We we got on a few birds, but they would go the other way. So. Um,
2: so that happened with us in Nebraska last year. Really? Yeah, because we came late season, but my daddy. My daddy doesn't get to hunt and fish as often anymore cuz he's got he's got to worry about my little brother and all the stuff at the house. They got a new Airbnb that they're working, so he lives vicariously through me. And one of his dreams is uh to go over to uh I think is it South Dakota that has the heads over there?
0: Yeah, R- Mount Rushmore.
2: Mount Rushmore. Didn't y'all yes. say that?
0: Yeah, we drove by there. So my
2: daddy yeah, he just like, his number one bucket list thing is to go over there, see Mount Rushmore. He always calls it the heads. I just want to go and see the heads, get out of the car, walk out there, look there. I've seen it, and go back. And so I told my Jack,
0: we didn't even pull in the parking lot to pay money. We just parked, we just pulled over on the side of the road outside, took a picture, and said, We got to get back out of these birds. We can't, <laughs> <laughs> we can't head around here. This ain't, this ain't a vacation. <laughs>
2: Exactly. I want to I want to go harvest a bird in the Black Hills and then take a picture in front of the monument with it for my daddy.
3: That's awesome. Just That's all a, them tourists just after
1: Yeah, right in the one. middle of them. Just, uh, the the haters going to hate <laughs> them for sure.
2: Good thing I you, carry Stay strapped straps. So you don't get clapped. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a good name.
2: <laughs>
0: do you we have some, just Name this episode. <laughs> do you have some places? You have some places in mind already out there in South Dakota. I
2: have a, I have a couple people that that may have some connections, but I don't, I don't really know. I've never done the South Dakota thing yet, so if you got advice, we could talk what, off screen. F- yeah,
0: further, further south, <laughs> I think is the best, in my opinion. That's
2: what I've heard so far. So. Yeah.
0: Don't stay in Rapid City like we did and drive two hours south every day. That was okay. the worst. There's a good Mexican restaurant out there, though, I heard there, you talk about. No, that's that terrible Mexican restaurant. They don't even give you <laughs> chips and salsa. That's
1: blasphemy. Oh, my goodness. So, oh, man. All right, let's spin off the hunting for a second, Nina. Let's talk about okay. the fishing. You know, you you you've got okay. big into this bow fishing thing, and it's something that, that people have kind of, you know, it's taken by storm there's tournaments for it now I mean there's all kinds of stuff oh, for it yeah. so what what kind of got you into that bow fishing game
2: um i don't know i've always wanted to do it and i met i met some people in 2018 that did it my dad told me about it he let me borrow his old hand-me-down it was like a browning compound bow a really old one that he like just made into a bow fishing rig and i went shot three fish that night and it was really cool i missed a ton but i shot three fish and uh I shot more than the guys on the boat. There are two other guys because we had a little competition. And uh, after that, I was hooked. So then I went out to Colorado for the college. I came to Alabama, and uh, I just met friends that would bow fish all the time. like, I have a buddy here in Alabama that will call me and say, hey, got off work early. Let's go bow fish. And I'm like, I'm there. My, my G-Rex is in my car right now. Like, we can go. I <laughs> just keep it in there just in case. Um, but, yeah, I just I just started doing that even more so. In 2019, I started bow fishing a lot more.
1: you ever done so, any noodling?
2: No, I'm going this summer. I'm so excited.
3: <laughs> I ain't doing are that. You, are, are you no going way. with Hannah?
2: I'll be going with Hannah, yes, and then I'll be going with my friend Scarlett and her brother in Georgia. But, yep, I'm, I'm going to do it. What are you going
1: know. to do? It. Stick it in there and a the big turtle grabs a hold to you.
2: I think they stick a little pole down there in there first to see like what, what's biting. Yeah. Like,
1: yeah. Yeah. I'd be the smart thing. Oh, there's a fish in here. That'd be my luck. There'd be, well, no more thumb. I just lost it to a snapping <laughs> no. turtle. Yeah. Like Cause it turtles are big. Yeah.
2: Feel- right all right just when you're fishing you can feel like how different fish bite the hook differently it's the same with that so the pole like a catfish i'm pretty sure they come in and then come out and come in and come out i don't know that a snapping turtle would do all that so
1: yeah well good luck to you i hope you keep all your fingers <laughs> be sure you wear that brass or uh or turquoise ring you got on because a turtle oh, yeah. won't bite through that <laughs> That's the, new, a, that's the new. That's the new Nina Rogers line of of jewelry. If anybody wants to check it out, go over to her Instagram and and check it out. She's got a signature series line that's came out. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. I'm serious. Yeah, She's, I'm got serious. Yeah. She's got a turkey feather. She got a got turkey feathers. Okay. It's all. It's yeah. a signature series of of nice jewelry.
3: She's so dedicated. She's got a f- sleeve started with a turkey feather. Yeah.
1: Turkey feather sleeve. Interesting. That's dedication.
2: I love turkey hunting so much. This is going to be my outdoorsman sleeves though. It's going to have deer, ducks, whatever. It's just all going to be on there.
1: Coyote? You doing coyote hunting?
2: I do coyote hunting some actually. I thermal hunt them and then I hunted uh coyotes in Texas some and then in Tennessee for sure. There's a couple farms we need to clear up.
1: Well, I wish we, all they got to do is legalize night hunting in Tennessee and I'm
0: I'm game for that.
2: <laughs> they do. They do. Is there, um,
0: is there anything that you haven't chased yet that you'd like to?
2: Moose and red stag in New Zealand are my number one and two, not in that order. But uh, I've chased elk in Colorado, so that I'm going to try to chase elk in New Mexico too. I actually had just yeah. gotten off the phone uh, with them or just before this conversation asking about tags and all that stuff. So. I'm excited. Um, I got into duck hunting in twenty nineteen and after I went on my Washington state hunt to the PNW, now I just want to shoot every like one of every duck. I I came back with fifteen birds to mount. My taxidermy bill's gonna hurt.
1: So how many duck species are they? The cow's working on that American bird slam yeah, or whatever is. it is now. So what how many are there? Do you know?
2: No, I just have a poster in my room with uh
1: <laughs> check
0: marks. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I do. I have so I have the poster and uh the actual poster is in the frame so I could just like go and check mark it off with like an expo marker. But I think uh the prettiest the prettiest two that I've shot, especially sea ducks, were the uh the Harlequin and the Old Squaws. And the old squaws hens are actually gorgeous. So I saw shot a Drake and a hen to mount together.
1: So y'all head. got a Buffalo head, that's the prettiest duck I ever saw.
2: Oh man. Those things just wanted to die. <laughs> I'm not even. I'm not even going to lie. They just kept every bubble. that duck I know. Crossed our path.
3: <laughs> Said at least 29 species,
1: but there's different birds of each. There's yeah. subspecies of everyone. It's Correct. in the 50s. I know yeah, Cal was saying the uh-huh. other day that it's somewhere in the 50s, which I ain't got no clue on ducks. You're talking to three guys that ain't got a clue about no duck hunting. We don't need another hobby. Don't start trying to talk us into it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I haven't done it because I know I'd love it.
0: Is there anybody would, that you is there anybody that you want to hunt with that you haven't been able to yet?
2: Um honestly, I I just want to hunt and if somebody that enjoys the same thing as me wants to hunt with me, that's cool, but I'm going anyway. So come or don't. <laughs> uh but <laughs> the only person I really ever want to hunt with is my daddy. Yeah. I just I just want to be able to take him everywhere and go everywhere, but with him not having as much time it's that's all I really want to do like nobody no celebrity no person no thing is better than that man right there he's number one
0: that's awesome what do you want to do with the, what do you want to do with this um social media stuff over the next five years to help better the outdoors
2: Ooh, okay so I really I'm a big advocate for getting kids into uh into the outdoorsman lifestyle so versus them sitting at home playing video games and stuff or uh, little girls like I really really want little girls to to get into the outdoorsman lifestyle um because like the biggest reason is that like studies show that children involved in the great outdoors are like less likely to use drugs or to get in trouble children who hunt have a great respect for life and um, they know the consequences of pulling the trigger, uh, whereas the video gamer kid who has no concept of reality when it comes to firearms and their destructive power, uh, they they just don't. Um, so being outside and in nature is healthier than cooping yourself up on a couch playing the video games. And hunters learn and develop a lot of valuable life skills. And so I just think that you could change a life and take a kid hunting. My most proud moment ever was uh taking this legally blind boy to learn how to shoot and then he finally went hunting and got a new hobby so uh and some family friends in Colorado who had a son of about eight or nine years old when I met him and his hobbies included video games rock climbing and that that was honestly about it so he's completely blind in one of his eyes his left eye and wore very thick glasses on for the other eye and I had talked so passionately about hunting and how I was excited to be in Colorado and he so innocently said I want to hunt and so his parents who didn't know anything about hunting didn't know what to tell him so I asked him well which eye is your bad one I already knew he's right-handed and it was confirmed that it was his left eye so I told him well you only need one eye to look through a scope to shoot a rifle so his dad then bought him a 243. and that weekend, we went to the shooting range. It happened so fast. We taught him gun safety and showed him the fundamentals of shooting, and uh, he was a natural, honestly. He entered kids' shooting competitions and placed in the top three just about every time, and then he went on his first deer hunt in Texas with his dad and got his first whitetail buck, and he's hooked for life and has that mounted downstairs in their house.
0: That's so that awesome. Was that, is awesome. Thing. that is awesome. That is
1: awesome. Yeah. maybe uh, did you video that or did y'all put that out on uh, the social media or was it just a personal experience for you?
2: That was just a personal experience for me, honestly. Like a lot of people go and video their acts of kindness and stuff, but that was just something that like, I didn't really care to, and honestly, like I hadn't been videoing everything when I lived in Colorado, so I didn't really care to do that. I was more of a live in the moment kind of person and maybe take a picture. Um, but yeah, I just, we, we did that. And instead of him playing video games all the time or being upset because he couldn't find the rock to rock climb, he now can use his one good eye to, to do shooting competitions and hunt.
0: What, with that being said, what would you give a piece of advice to someone that wanted to get like a kid in outdoors? How would you influence, like, what, what would you tell them to, to push that? What, 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 I don't know how I'm trying to say this. <laughs> what piece of advice would you give someone? No, oh, but I, I, I want to go a little further than just the piece of advice because you obviously took the time out to sit with that kid and do that. So what What? What made you want to do all that?
2: I just hated – I hated that he, uh, he couldn't really do anything and didn't really have any hobbies. And I'm so passionate about the outdoors. And once he expressed interest especially, um, I was like, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. So I – talked to his dad and we, we learned his dad already knew about gun safety and this, that, and the other thing. And, uh, we sat there and taught him gun safety. We taught him how to, how to use everything. We taught him about his maximum effective range. So you take them to the range and you start, you start getting their skills right and together so that if you do happen to take your kid hunting. And I think the best way to start is with rifle deer hunting. Like my dad did. I think that's just I might be biased, but it's it's it was the easiest thing for him to teach me. So you go and take them to the range and make sure that they're on. My daddy would put apples out and put them and put them out at 100 yards, 125 yards, 150 yards. So uh, I've been smoking the apples until I think it got to about 150 yards. Then I nicked the edge of the apple, so we found that my maximum effective range for that little apple was 150 yards. So once you get that done and all their shooting skills and safety and breathing together, then I think you could start studying shot placement. My daddy and I watch hunting videos all the time. And my dad would be like, okay, if you were to shoot a deer like this, he'd always tell me broadside with their foot forward and like behind the shoulder was the best thing to shoot. But he would, he would ask me, he'd question me, if you were to shoot a deer right now, where would you, where would you aim? So we'd study shot placement. We would just like look for every different direction that the deer was facing and then he asked me trick questions and i'd be like right here and he goes no i wouldn't take that shot stuff like that and then finally you get out into the woods and your training kicks in and then you're calm cool and collected there has not been a time that i've shaken before before pulling the trigger or letting the release go or anything on a deer until after I know that de- that deer is down or ran out of the area, so I'll I'll shake like a dog crab in peach pits after I <laughs> harvest an animal. <laughs> but prior to that, was all my training. My heart will go beating, but I'll be like cool, calm, cool, and collected. And with my rifle, the bolt action, I I always was. I would have snap caps in my in my firearm at home, and I would like shoot, and then I would re rack it with the bolt and everything. And then I'd be ready to shoot again. So my dad would teach me that stuff to make sure to do that. So every time I would shoot a deer, I would, I would shoot, I'd put another bullet in and I would wait to just to see if I needed to put another one in it. And then it would either drop or it'd be out of the area. And then I started shaking, but I think I have, I have my dad to thank for that.
0: Well, that's, that's some good advice, just to get those kids out there and let them shoot and let them learn how to gun safety and all that stuff. That's something we had not really – we've talked on a little bit, but not a whole lot. Um, what are you most thankful for?
2: I'm most thankful for the family that I was born into. I wouldn't be the person that I am right now. I wouldn't be as determined, motivated, etc. cetera. I wouldn't be a, a – I, I might be, but I I don't think I'd fear God as much as I do right now. If I wasn't blessed with the family that I have right now and not a lot of people get that I have a great mom and dad and they both are into the outdoors. Mom doesn't do it as much anymore after she had kids, of course, but she's an incredible cook. Anything that we, we take home, she can cook it. It doesn't matter what it is. So, uh, I was very, very, very blessed. And they pushed me to strive to do everything that I've ever done in my life. They're very supportive I call my dad and mom every single day on FaceTime. And uh, I mean, they they instilled that sense of drive in me. So, I mean, I wouldn't have gone to college. I was the first person in my family to go to college because of them. So I went to college. I am now doing big things in the outdoors industry, and that's all because of them. And that right there is the the reason why I am who I am today. And... And the the biggest thing in my entire life that i'm thankful for because there's a lot of people that do not get that and i thank god for that every single day
0: well that's awesome you can't um, get much better answer than that no, no you go. can't then i want to thank you for coming on here and uh i know we'll follow back up we'll see you around at some of these shows and stuff in the near future but before i before i go around the table here to these guys i want to ask one more question what's your favorite wild game dinner
2: venison shepherd's pie i make a mean venison shepherd's pie i ain't even a lot
1: never had the, i've had shepherd pie. With you do put venison. english peas in it do you
2: <laughs> i put peas in it
1: god mighty <laughs> ruined it just god <laughs> mighty i was all about the potatoes and the meat yeah
2: good thing peas. i ain't here to please you <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: I, you know that, that's a, it's, a it's, a, it's a good thing it's a good thing because i wouldn't be eating them peas that's the worst <laughs> food that i've ever eaten in my life but, but the,
2: if you were hungry
1: i don't know i probably eat dirt (laughs) it it comes from it comes from like you said your childhood when you're eating things like that i mean what's the what's your most hated food what's the one food you despise more than anything
2: i don't know because i was raised to eat what was put in front of me
0: well i was too and i wasn't eating them peas (laughs) (laughs) english please about the only thing i don't eat what's what's your favorite meal that your mom cooks as a wild game
2: Ooh. My I my mom makes just <laughs> everything
0: everything. Everything.
2: <laughs> everything amazing. I'm not even gonna lie, like she's the one that gave me that venison shepherd's pie recipe. Okay. That's that's a hand me down.
1: What what <laughs> so, is shepherd's pie? Some people don't even know what that is.
2: So basically in a casserole dish, it's your layer of your, your meat. So in this case venison deer or elk elk. Axes deer oh my gosh let's I'm getting hungry now um and then you've got like I don't know some people put like little bits of celery in it or like uh potatoes and carrots and peas but the whole top layer of it is like mashed potatoes and then uh you like brown the top of it and it's just it's like a lasagna with potatoes
0: That's it's good. like it's like a country it's yeah, like a country, country lasagna. lasagna yeah yeah <laughs> deep south lasagna, lasagna. oh uh,
2: my goodness yeah what?
0: what what no i was gonna ask what you got <laughs> what?
2: You <snapped laughs> he's getting hungry over his yeah, mouth water oh man me too <laughs>
3: um well nina we appreciate you coming on we forgive you for the nwtf i did see you okay. and i and i told you this you were you had your entourage and we i think at the time when she walked by because we were talking to him so i couldn't breakaway to get over there but we'll be following up with you we're going to keep following you on social media and look forward to seeing how many turkeys you put on the ground this year
2: i'll be around and uh i have uh i have jake belinda coming and turkey hunting with me all season this year so hopefully we'll we'll double up everywhere we go but there's going to be a lot of great content if y'all have seen his stuff jake belinda he's really good at photography and videography so i'm excited i'm excited we're going to produce some awesome content
1: Well, Nina, you know, it brings us down to the final spit of the night. And for this, you know, it takes us around the world a little bit on the the way that we look at things. And, you know, you're really just a New Jersey-born daddy's girl who escaped to the promised southern land and began a journey years ago into the outdoors, guided by your father and influenced by a drive to just be different. You're a breath of fresh air in a world where it's ever-evolving, from chewing on deer heart from that first majestic buck to making a positive impact on your social media, changing the narrative of what it is to be a woman in the outdoors, to hammering on whitetails, to calling in turkeys with your God-given talent, your no-B.S. attitude makes you someone we know sure loves to talk about it. And from everyone here at Talk About It Outdoors, we want to thank you for coming on and being with us tonight, and we hope to see you down the road. And remember, absolutely will. <laughs> And remember, smile as you go, but don't forget, Mount the Memories.